a lot of people live in denial because they think that to be realistic is to be depressing. I'm Dr. Mike, host of Going There. It was the first song where I wrote about how I felt like my depression was killing me and I didn't want it. Going There breaks the stigma of mental health issues by having real honest conversations with your favorite musicians, including Alessia Cara, Lizzie Hale, Jewel, Jason Isbell, Gerard Way, Lauren Gray, Shamir, and Barty Strange. There was something there that was so raw where I was like, wow, I can't believe someone would say that. Let's go there on Going There with Dr. Mike, brought to you by Sound Mind Live and the Consequence Podcast Network every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Consequence Podcast Network. <laughs> every year when the lineup calls we answer and then we call people who know more than us like brian benson one of the guys that actually booked the festival straight from the source this week from our live show on lineup day we talked to one of the bookers from ac our old friend brian and along the way some guests like ben from consequence the what podcast barry quarter taco brad steiner starts right now you're always trying to do your Have you found Dad yet? Is he okay? We don't know. Barry just just up and disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> he's just he's just wandering his basement trying to find this thing called YouTube. He, he can't find YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Have we? Do we seriously know where Barry is? He knows we're doing this, right? He knows. I, I hope so. Is, yeah. Has Barry been celebrating all day because of the lineup? You know, speaking of celebrating. Oh God, here we go. How many of the ninety-nine pack? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lord Taco. Welcome to the uh, live show, the What Podcast, uh, on the greatest day of the year. Now that we've um, had some time to reflect and uh, call all of our friends and make all of our plans, uh, love to hear what you have to say on the comments. In the comments, let us know what you think. Happy Bonnaroo. Happy Bonnaroo to you happy and yours. Roo. Yeah, happy yeah. Root to you, buddy. Are you, um, now that you've given it some time, uh, have you changed any thoughts any feelings from this morning and uh, for those who have not watched or listened what were your thoughts uh, initially of the lineup i loved it um of course the thing was what we got was a, a press release so we got a word document that just had you know names in a list um, what a tough life tough yeah. gig well but now you know how dare you have to read i need colors now it's on a poster yeah yeah and i think it's even better in poster form yeah you know it was great well but, um but- yeah, I mean, I, I, I won't lie to you. It is, um, it's much easier when I have uh, bright, shining lights and colors and, uh, you know, clever little designs to help me navigate my Bonnaroo lineup. Today is uh, special because not only are you involved in it, uh, fan and friend of the What Podcast, but also we have a couple of very special guests, one including Brian Benson. I don't know if you recognize the name, but Brian Benson's been on the show before with Steven these are the two guys that you can thank for the Bonnaroo lineup. And we haven't talked to Brian since the moment he uh, got to show off the 2020 lineup. He got to say, I was the guy that did that 2020 lineup. And uh, luckily uh, for us, we have him back. Now, the problem is, Taco, <laughs> the last time we had him on the show, we never really got the 2020 lineup. Yeah, do we really want to risk it again? I don't know. <laughs> do you think he's the black cloud that hangs oh, over man, I, everybody? I hope not. 
I yeah. So, so Brian's going to share uh, his perspective and his thoughts on how this lineup came to be. Um, I'm really, really excited to talk about them. What I've always noticed about these guys is uh, Taco is that they really love talking about the lineup when they really are proud of the lineup. Yeah, uh, well, they you, really you think like he's proud of this up. one. Yeah. It's like when you buy a new car. It's like when Don Draper buys that new Buick and he's just ready to drive around the neighborhood. And then after that, we'll have Ben from Consequence of Sound, Consequence uh, Podcast Network, Consequence uh, .net. So Ben is is the editor. I, I can't remember what Ben's actual... He, I think he's the editor. He's actually... I think we're going to have him first, right? Because you told him 6.05. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because he's, Ben's, he's Ben's waiting. Yeah. Uh, oh, Ben's waiting now? Yeah. Well, as long um, as, as long, we, hey, we don't need Barry. What do we need? Yeah, what we'll, do we need Barry for? We'll trade a Barry for a Ben. <laughs> uh, ben from uh, Consequence, uh, longtime Bonnaroovian, right? Uh, I feel like this yeah. is not this is not his first go around in the Bonnaroo world either, huh? No, you want to bring him in? Uh, yeah, let's bring him in. It's like the Merv Griffin show. Hit the hey, music. Come on down. Hit it, Paul. <laughs> Look at this. Uh, <laughs> welcome into our YouTube channel. Ben, hey ben how are you my friend hey guys how's it going doing super nice to see you man how are you great it's good to see you guys great to be a part of this thing after running point on it for consequence for for so long okay before we get too far down the road here tell us uh what you do and all of the things you uh operate in consequence <laughs> cool uh i yeah. am editor except for having a really good by the way, we got young Barry Quarter's hair with us right now, Lord Taco. Have you noticed it? Good hair, Barry, my friend. Barry time <laughs> traveled. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm editorial director at Consequence. I've been with the the publication for um, going on eleven years now. Whoa! Um, I started way at the bottom as a news writer, just worked my way up, and at this point. Um, yeah, I pretty much, I manage the podcast network. Um, I manage our video team. Uh, I work with editorial, obviously. Um, but, but as a, a but, but working in, in consequence, you have to have absolute love and fire for music. Um, or else it was not really the gig for you, huh? Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, straight up Bonnaroo is the reason I work for consequence. Um, no kidding. Why is yeah, that? My, my first Bonnaroo was 08 um and I was straight up I, I dropped a tab of acid at during <laughs> ma, during uh, Chris Rock kicked in at Metallica wandered the field and ended up at at my morning jacket which was the reason I kind of went um in the rain in the rain four uh -huh. hours set saw the entire thing and um you know had my mind blown, had my life changed. And at wow. that point, I was just like, I have to be around this stuff all the time. Um, right. And I had to figure out a way to do that. And, um, you know, my buddy in college had hooked, turned me on to Consequence, turned me on to Bonnaroo and My Morning Jacket kind of all simultaneously. So it, it kind of planned out from, panned out from there that I was just like, I gotta, I gotta get away into this. And, this is how it happened. So do you remember uh, the way that you felt before you got to Bonnaroo? Did you do it because you were so enamored with, you know, the lore of Bonnaroo? Or is it because you just happened to find yourself available and, and you could go? Uh, um, it was it was a lot of stuff. I mean, like, it, it, I, I was a really late bloomer when it came to music. I didn't really get into it until college. Um, and like I said, my buddy was introducing me, my buddy Mike who uh, might be listening, um, got hey, me Mike. into a lot of a lot of music and a lot of, um, you know, the scene. And he told me about Bonnaroo and about what the experience was like and about what music would be there. And then the lineup dropped and I started digging into it. And it was just, um, yeah, I was just excited to see what being surrounded by music fans like that was like. And that lineup. Where did you live at the time? Uh, I was in New York. I was in college. Okay. Um, I went to Hofstra University, so I was on Long Island. And, you know, it was me and I think four buddies hopped in a car, a caravan down with three cars, uh -huh. uh, did the whole, you know, overnight, uh -huh. day and a half drive, um, camped up next to each other, set up that big camp. Um, and, yeah, man, it was... Was there was, was there an was artist in 2008 you said you had to be a part of, you had to see? I mean, even, even then, My Morning Jacket was, like, uh -huh. like, my jam. <laughs> okay. um, hey, Barry, welcome. Barry, hey, so glad you could join us. <laughs> hey, look uh, at that. <laughs> I, I don't even want to talk about it. 
<laughs> well, we weren't going to, so I don't no know what just about. happened. All right, y'all. Hey, thanks hey, for coming, ben. everybody. Good yeah. to see you. Oh my God! Oh my God! Right, hey Ben, ben thank you so ben, much. Then hey, right Barry. before right before this started, uh, ba Barry, God love him. He looked at us while we're in the program that we're using. Barry looked at us and he goes, "So we need to be in YouTube? Do I need to be in YouTube?" I, I said, "Yes, Barry. Just go to YouTube, start screaming at your screen." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then I went and put my black socks on and started mowing the grass. So. <laughs> So we were talking That's about what how it felt ben, like anyway. So, so we were talking about how Ben was getting into Bonnaroo. This is 2008 at the My Morning Jacket show. How many Bonnaroo have you been since then? If my count's right, eight. Oh, um, wow. you, you're a lifer at this point. Yeah, I think my last time was 16. Um, and the only year from eight to 16 that I skipped was 12. Well, what happened between 16 and now? What what kept you what kept you away? Um, you know. Variety of factors. Mm -hmm. uh, Camping, porta parties, porta parties. <laughs> no, by the, hey. by the end of the run, I was back in the um, you know, in that in that forested areas that you guys love and miss so well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, hey, everybody, yeah. say hi to Ted. Ted Heinig is in the chat. What's oh, up? Hey, Ted. Hey, Ted. <laughs> so, good, uh, hey, thank God Ted is here. Now that you talk about uh, Ben, talk about that camping area that we had. Mm. We'd like our oh. camping area back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I mean, Ted. I, Talk to you later. I, I, might, I might have to have to figure out how to get back this year because yeah, the lineup is is the most intriguing I've seen in some time. Uh, so lineup lineup had really been part of the reason sure. I stopped going. It was a lot of it's a lot of work. I work the festival. I'm a photographer. I shoot it. It's a lot of running around. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm older now. I've got body issues. My back is a pain. Um. <laughs> being able to carry that stuff around that yeah. size of a festival uh -huh. plus as as i work for consequence i cover a lot of live music and a lot of festivals so to like get me back down to tennessee like really had to be a lineup yeah like are you in new york really still gonna be... yeah i'm in new york i'm in brooklyn okay now. me too i'm in crown heights where are yeah. you yeah i'm in crown heights stop it yes sir <laughs> Yeah. Go knock on the go knock on the wall. See if you hear him. Yeah. Oh my God, my dogs are barking. Guys, it's just Ben. Come over. Okay. All right. So, so Ben, does this lineup intrigue you? It is. It, it's the enough first... to go. You know, with the back pain and the porta potties <laughs> and the camping on the. <laughs> I don't know about the camping. We'll have to see what the situation is. But yeah, there's something about this one that. Maybe it's seeing my morning jacket back on the belt because that'll always bring me back. But um, yeah, there's something about this one that that feels real classic to me in in, right. in a way that I haven't seen uh, in years. In in a way that makes me go, boy, maybe I maybe I need to start working that back out so I can make it down. <laughs> Man, I got so, people make fun of me because about 90 days out of Bonnaroo, I start like I gotta start getting in shape. Yeah, I'm uh, tomorrow. Yeah, 90, 90 days is too late. Real, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, real. who in particular? So, other than my morning jacket, who who in particular sort of uh, caught your eye? Um, gosh, I'm looking at it right now. Let's see. Uh, a Paramore, <laughs> I love. Um, I I'm so jealous that you have a physical poster already, Russ. That's, yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> um, Paramore's dope. I, I'm seeing them on the farm. Would be really cool. Um, bands like or acts like Three Six Mafia that are so like the three six mafia and corn are these like crazy like what are they really doing there bands that <laughs> uh -huh. make perfect sense that they're there and i love seeing those sets um you know kendrick I, you know i think i hate to interrupt you but like mm -hmm. those are the ones that i love the most and it goes yeah. from from um lionel richie and kenny rogers all the way to alice cooper and gore yeah, you know, it's like those bizarre bookings. They're like, "What in the world has happened here?" But what I remember talking to Brian about and and Stephen about years ago, Barry, is that sometimes they'll see a show and they'll say to themselves, "I'm going with my gut on this one because this was just so fun. I want this experience on the farm." That's Thank you, man. Jocko. And I, I think that. I think I think for me and Russ, it's Pixies, mm -hmm. right? I mean, oh, corn yeah. obviously, but Pixies oh, yeah. too. Pixies is a that's a once in a lifetime. I mean, I don't even know if they're on your radar, Brad, but uh, 
Yeah, I know the Pixies. <laughs> I don't mean to insult you, but you know, there's those bands that you look at me and Barry. Rush have and you ever heard like, of the Foo Fighters? Come on. <laughs> yeah, Pixies predate. Um, but anyway, yeah, those are the bands that I'm like, oh my god, I get to see these guys in addition I'm, to all these other bands. That Lionel Richie set down there. Uh, I think that might have been during the last year, but it was so good. That was such yeah. a cool set, and I'm like, yeah. you know. I'm never going to go seek out a Lionel Richie show. I know, right? I know, but that's right. you put him on a lineup with everybody else I want to see? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me go check that out. So ba go backwards for a second. Uh, if, if 2008 to 2016, what was your favorite year? Do you have a specific um, year that... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm bad with kind of dates and what was what. I think yeah, it me was too. Nine? Was the year that Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs and TV on the radio and... Oh God! You're talking like 2004, 2005 no, was yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Really? Has what was the last time? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember yeah, yeah, yeah being there since 2004 or five. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is it. Nine. Nine. Yeah, was I remember. Okay. I remember because she came backstage and she was painfully oh, yeah. so thin. I was like, oh my oh, God, yeah. that's the thinnest woman I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, I totally forgot yeah, that was, they were there in '09. That was Bruce Nine Inch Nails. Two fish shows, Beastie Boys last show ever, which we didn't know at the time. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. David Byrne. Um Chris Rock was that year, right? No, that was eight. No, that's when he dropped acid. Because that's when I dropped yeah. acid. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh the Mars Volta, TV on the radio, yeah, he has MJMT at like the height of their heightness, public enemy. Um, Band of Horses, Girl Talk when he was still rocking. Oh, really Public bon Enemy. Iver, that Bon Iver set. Oh, yeah, this this was like... Yeah, that's a great year. This was I mean, my that, year. Yeah, I've, always was, told was... the, I've always told the Public Enemy story about uh, Triumph. The insult dog was there. Yeah. You yeah. remember? Yeah. I know. I got my picture with him, and uh, that was the year Conan O'Brien was there, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, um, there's a lot of comedians. Janine Garofalo was there, and she did the say media. Say that again? Janine Garofalo. <laughs> I know I did stumble through that. But, I mean, she did the media thing in the tent, and she was like, did y'all see that Triumph set last night? And we were like, no, what are you talking about? And she said, he came out and said, y'all know why... Uh, Flava Flav wears that clock around his chest, right? And we're like, no. And she said, <laughs> he said, so he can see how far he set back the civil rights movement. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, there you go. Jesus, Janine Garofalo. She was telling it all over. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know if that's I, I, a good uh, segue, but we've got Brian Benson waiting well, if you want to bring him in. Yeah, Brian Benson, who helped uh, who helped bu uh, book this lineup uh, yet again, another uh, victory lap to take uh, around the uh, around the old campsite that is uh, YouTube. Uh, drop a comment yeah. or a question in for Brian uh, anytime in the uh, YouTube chat box. Uh, Lord Taco yeah. will sort of manage. Uh, do we ha do we have him yet? Yeah, you ready to bring him in? Yeah, bring him in. Hit the ben, music, you ready? Paul. Here we go. Yeah, dun 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 My man, how are you? There he is. There he is. What's up, gentlemen? How's everybody? Good to see you. Happy lineup day. Happy lineup day. You are getting email address. Yeah. We got some echo. It's pretty much been my day right there, that little ding sound. Yeah, I bet. Do you have headphones? I can get some. Do I need to have headphones? Yeah, because I think we're picking up your speaker. Please. Please. You know, they don't uh, have these don't problems, have problems on the Ruham podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> also, very jealous of that jacket. That was a nice jacket. Um, <laughs> so, Ted, Ted pointed that out right away. <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, man. Like yeah, jacket. track jacket, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of, since we're talking to somebody from Consequence, uh, what, did you, what were your initial thoughts of uh, Coachella yeah, yeah. Since, since we got you here? Yeah, I mean, first of all, like, festival publicists need to, like, coordinate. Because dropping dropping four major lineups in one day was was a heavy lift. Yeah. Um, uh, Coachella, I think, is actually pretty great. It's. I went once. I went in 2012. I don't think that festival is my speed. That's another one that like the lineup would have to be pristine for me mm -hmm. for me to go back. And it's just I don't think my tastes align perfectly. But um, there's a lot on there that makes that a really strong lineup for Coachella. Yeah, like black, what? Give me a. You're a Blackpink like black, guy. 
Black, yeah, I, I'm, I kind of am a K-pop dude. Like, there's a lot. I say, like, oh, Coachella's not my speed. I love K-pop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you know, you're plucked right out of the factory of people I thought would like K-pop. <laughs> you were right out of the I, I, I got into BTS, and we have this one person on our side who's just, like, a mega fan, and uh, just being able to talk to her about stuff and learn about the that world, um, I'm, I'm in in so many ways. Uh and I think Blackpink's great, and I think that's, you know, fantastic for them and fantastic for Coachella uh, and fantastic for the music festival scene at large that they and Bad Bunny uh, are topping a bill is is um, is pretty incredible. Um, I mean, the complete other side of that spectrum, uh, I'm a huge fan of Boy Genius and everybody in Boy Genius. Yeah, I love Boy Genius. And we all knew that was happening, but now it's like it's there and we're seeing it. That's fantastic. And if uh, this is if this is the start of something that Boy Genius is going to do, that's the part that makes me so yeah. excited. Yeah, I I definitely want, you know, something, uh, new EP, new album, new tour, something. You know, we we know they did. I don't know if you saw. There's some somebody drove by what was clearly like a press photo shoot of them outside and just like posted video of him driving by them. Okay. Uh, which just sets up like, oh, they're doing press photos. Something's coming. Like, yeah. So that's really exciting. Well, you know how we were talking about sort of those out of left field uh, bookings. Uh, there was one in particular for Coachella that kind of got me. I'm sorry. What is Blondie doing on that lineup? Uh, <laughs> you know, where are they putting them in between Glorilla and Waffle Dad or Uncle Waffle? <laughs> like, who is that for? Who, who, is, who is that Blondie for at that Coachella? For? At, at Coachella. Like, yeah, it makes sense in, in like a lot of places. It kind of makes sense for Coachella because they do have like certain songs that like transcend. But yeah, it's it's an odd one. Um, I've seen them live; they're great. I I'd, I'd probably ch depending on who they were against, I'd probably check them out if I were down there. Well, but... I think that this is a subjective question. It's a terrible question. I don't know why I even ask it. But uh, if you were to look at them uh, objectively, you, you like the Bonner before before Brian gets back. Uh, you like the, like the Bonner <laughs> yeah. or the Coachella lineup? I actually just in the text thread, me and my buddies, um, Mike, one of them, the guy who introduced me to music in general, um, did our hey, own Mike. little rankings. I think I think it's Bonnaroo. Coachella, Boston Calling, yeah. which is weird. I love the Boston Calling lineup. I go every year. That's one I've only missed, I think, twice. Um, I'm a Boston boy. Um, was where I was born and raised. Mm -hmm. um, but it's got a, kind of a, a shakier undercard. Um, it gets real shaky real fast. Like I said, Coachella's really strong, but it's not entirely my vibe. Sure. And like I said before, and Brian, welcome back. Bonnaroo feels like an old school Bonnaroo lineup to me. The stuff that got me going there and kept me going there in the first place. Yeah. So yeah, well, Bonnaroo, that's, that's... Bonnaroo takes it for me. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, what a great place to start because, Brian, I think the first question I'd have for you was, uh, was there sort of like an underground, maybe even unspoken question uh, between you and, and, and Steven and the group there? Let's get back to Bonnaroo basics. But yeah, look, I, I, I appreciate I appreciate y'all saying that. Um, yeah, I mean, that was definitely a focus. Um, I think we... We have an identity. We want to be true to that identity, while also continuing to, uh, you know, move into you know the future of the new Bonnaroo, and and I think that balance um, 
is really there this year. And that's, that's always something we're, we're shooting for. And I think this, this particular lineup really nailed it um, from our perspective. I remember when we talked to you and uh, Stephen, I don't know which one of you, the wife said that she saw the lineup earlier in the week and she said, this is really good. And one of you responded to her like, is it though? I don't know yet until actual lineup day. <laughs> yeah, the day, uh, day, day. It was Steven. I think it was Steven was, oh, yeah, okay, his wife okay. was like questioning. Ah, is it good? Yeah. 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 So, so you, it, you it feel sounds like, like, it sounds like both of us, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it is, uh, you know, you, you, you're so, uh, you know, in, into this thing. I mean, look, we, we work on it for the entire year. We were, we're never really not booking the event. Um, and so, uh, when the, when the finished products there, there's always a little bit, you know, in the back of your brain, it's like, I, I mean, is this any good? I think it is, but sure. who knows? We'll see. When's the well, moment? When's the moment when, you know, I mean, is it total ticket sales or is there a person? Is it your wife? Is it, uh, you know, Brad Steiner that says this is a pretty good lineup. If it's not, it should be. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 th- I think it's, I think it's the four of you guys letting us know. Yeah, no, I, I think it's. Uh, That's what I was fishing for. I, Thank you. You know, I think you, you know, we get a vibe, right? And the, 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 um, look, our community is incredible. Um, I think that, um, the sleuthing that our fans love to do. I think you know a lot of people had a sense of what we had working this year, and, um, what I was excited to see was, um. You know, a lot of people were saying, hey, if this rumored lineup is true, we're going to be pretty happy. And, um, you know, I'm just kind of sitting back going with, I can't wait to get this out there. Um, is that something think, you like, um, by the way? You like the sleuthing? Um, I mean, look, <laughs> I, I do question. because it shows <laughs> it shows the, it shows the passion of the audience, you know, and, and our fans, um, you know, they're, they're, they're the best festival fans in the world. And, and I think, you know, um, the, the, the passion that people have for this show, um, it, it means a lot to me and Steve and Beckett and Bobby and Sophie and everybody else that works on this show. Um, it, it really matters. And, um, and we, we take it very seriously. And that's why, uh, that's why Bonnaroo is Bonnaroo. It's all about the community. By the way, okay. shout out to uh, Becca Castle, who my uh, old intern She's watching right now. She just texted me. Hello, Becca Cass. Nice. I just have to, I just key, have to say part of this whole thing. I just have to say, Brad, you pointed this out years ago, but Brian, you do it better than anyone else. Bonnaroo. <laughs> the way you say it is different than everyone else. You and Ted. Bonnaroo. No, Ashley. 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 Yeah, Ashley Ashley's first, very yeah. good at it, too. I yeah. just wanted to point that out. I, I, I can't get it right, but whatever. But, hey, so I want to—I actually want to start from uh, last year, to be honest with you. With the difficulties booking last year versus this year, uh, were there uh, were there inherent difficulties when it came to the pandemic, et cetera? We lost him. Oh, oh, drats. oh no. Oh, oh no. Yeah. We got the – there he oh, is. We got, oh, sorry. he's back. He's okay. back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, look. Last year had its challenges. I don't know that they were really pandemic related necessarily. I think at the end of the day, sometimes the, you really want or that you go after first. Um, and, um, you know, so that, that brings you to, you know, sometimes second and third choices. That's that's great. Um, but, you know, again, the, the overall um, breadth of the lineup being strong top to bottom is what we're always trying to achieve. Um we're really proud of last year's lineup, but I think um, I think starting fresh, not coming out of a COVID year, and then frankly, you know, every band toured last year. You know, I think that was a challenge. Um, so many artists wanted to get back on the road and do proper headline runs, and and you you could see that. Um, you know, just in Nashville here, as an example, we set records in the arena, in the theaters, and the amphitheaters. With, with the amount of touring that we had running through the market. And I know that was true in, in a lot of markets across the country, and it, it made a little challenging for the festivals. Um, and I don't say that as an excuse. Um, it's just a reality of, of what it was in the first full touring year post-pandemic. And 2023, the, the touring industry sort of getting back to what we would feel like as a normal year. So, yeah, I say that because I'm assuming that this was a lot easier to book than last year. Um, 
what are you most proud of? What is the, the either the band, the day, the deal that you made? What are you most proud of that you got a that you got a hold of? <laughs> um, well, I think our three headliners were really strong. Um, I think as a, as a trifecta, it's you know probably one of the strongest we've had in in, in a while. Um, you know, we've been wanting Kendrick to come back since he stepped off the stage in 2015. Uh, I think it was 2015 or 16. Um, I think it was 15. But that's been one we've been working on for a long time. Um, and that, I'm really glad that, actually that leads. Um, you know, 23 is the year that we kind of all all came together. That, that leads um, into our first I mean, question. Odessa's we've got a brainer for us. Oh, we have a, we have a, first, we have a question. Hang on a second. We have a first question. Yeah. We got a, yeah, we we got got a question from the chat yeah. for you, Brian. Speaking yeah. of that, uh, how long ago did the conversation start to get the big headliners like Foos or Kendrick? How long has that been in the works? Are we wait on a question? That was the question. That was the question. Oh, I, I think you might yeah. be lagging. Yeah, waiting He's for the lag to catch bit. up. It's okay. Okay. I, I This is how I work with Barry Quarter every day. <laughs> this is exactly how it works. Uh, anyway, I, he may not, may not may have heard you, but for the headliners, uh, how long did that process take? When did you guys start booking Foos, Kendrick, et cetera? Yeah, uh, I mean, look, we could start on the headliners early, um, you know, sometimes a year out or more. Um so, you know, th these conversations go on for a while. Um, um, we're doing the dance with the artists um, for the better part of, you know, six, eight, nine months. Just depends on the situation. And sometimes it comes together quickly. Um, you know, some artists confirm quicker than others. So there's some patience that, that, that needs to be there. And, um, you know, sometimes we're willing to wait it out and sometimes we're not. So, um, can can I tag on to that? Please. What, yeah, was, was there anything um, like kind of the post pandemic and the cancellation year that like you were able to look at an artist and be like, hey, you couldn't do 2020 or 2021. When's the next time you can do it? Let's start that process. Like, were you able to, you know, Brad asked, was there a, was it easier or harder given the pandemic year uh, booking 2022? Were there I don't want to say advantages, but did anything play out advantageously uh, to booking this year? Yeah, I think in some respects it did. I mean, we got we've got some acts that were on either the COVID show or the 21 reschedule that are on the 23 lineup. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it, it, it's all about getting the artists in the right time for them and for us. Um, the stars have to align there. And for some artists that were on those shows, it still made sense for us. In, in a lot of cases, a lot of those artists have grown since mm -hmm. then. Um, you know, and then, and then naturally there's going to be some that have, um, that have emerged that weren't really viable options for us in, in 20 or 21, um, that are now great options. It wasn't, Hey, hey, let's just rebook everybody we had. Mm -hmm. That's not going to make sense. Every year is going to take it, it, you know, take on its own form. But in a lot of cases, there were a lot of artists that that made sense for us to go after that were on those canceled shows, and we're excited to get some of them on the bill. One of which being the Foo Fighters. And uh, how much, how close is that not to happening? Well, it was. Um, I wasn't sure, honestly. Um, it, it was a bit of, um, you know, me thinking, uh, I, I'm sure those guys are going to want to get back out at some point. And there was no way to know if it was going to be 23 or, or, or beyond. Um, I think that we all kind of thought, um, you know, you know, maybe 23 would have been too soon, but we might as well try. And um, really so, that so I hate to interrupt. I hate yeah. to interrupt, but did yeah. were the Foo Fighters booked before or after the awful passing of Taylor? Um, I'll, I'll probably hold on that one, Brad. But I think that um, fair enough. Um, you know, it, it it was a conversation um, that you know we 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 weren't sure was going to happen this year or not, and and ultimately it was something that uh, they were ready to go. And uh, that's all we needed to hear. And we had a spot and it, and, and it made sense. So if, if me, no, if no Foo Fighters is the per, is the band that uh, would have filled that slot on the festival poster today, or is that, uh, is that band not at book this year? Not booked this year. Got it. <laughs> Interesting. 
Yeah, one of the things you and you and Stephen introduced to us when we visited you guys in Knoxville was this idea of lanes. I think I think I don't remember exactly if Brad had already introduced it or you confirmed it or both. But that whole idea is fascinating to me, and it's one of the things we've really sort of focused on. And this lineup to me, and we talked about it this morning when the lineup came out, felt like, man, you guys got it. You got that's my man. There it is. <laughs> I got it. What a professional entity we are. <laughs> this is my uh, man. Hang on a second. We have to open a beer. <laughs> got it. Crack. Have a moment. Count for it. Wait for it. And and there. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> but this lineup really, really feels like uh, a Bonnaroo lane, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it really feels like what you guys were talking about, especially Sunday. We talked about that this morning, but all every day, even Thursday feels like there's that you really sort of focused on the lanes. And for people who don't know, and they're new to the show, that's where, you know, you book the headliner and then you figure out, all right, if, Barry likes Kendrick. What's he going to want to do at three thirty in the afternoon, and six o'clock, and eight o'clock, and you know, on and on and on. Um, talk about that a little bit because it really feels like you nailed it this year. And I'll be honest, you know, I don't mean to keep picking on last year, but last year to me was a little bit disjointed. You may disagree. It didn't. It didn't hit it for me. But this year is so spot on. Um, where was that conversation with you guys? Yeah, <clears throat> I appreciate you saying that, Barry. Yeah, and and it's very much how we operate, right? Um, I think that we're always mindful as we go through the process of making sure that um, from the from the headliner down, we've got a common thread or theme there <clears throat> that works, right? So if we are going to go for uh, Kendrick Lamar to headline, um, you know, we want to make sure that the Kendrick fan has a lot to be excited about. And that goes, you know, on down the line. Um, the beautiful thing about Bonnaroo is we're showcasing, you know, a lot of different genres and a lot of it kind of plays together, but we're always thinking about, um, you know, the journey that that fan might take that day. And it also comes into counter programming as well. Um, you know, how we, how we program the stages when there's overlapping sets. I mean, there's always going to be schedule conflicts as we all know, um, some of the most, you know, you know, conflicting schedules that, that there are, you know, complaints that people have, or some people are like, wow, I can't believe that that's a conflict. <laughs> um, but we really try hard and we we're, we're thinking about that. And so that's why I always tell people, like, when you think about a festival like this, it really is like a puzzle that every piece has to kind of fit in perfectly in the end. And it takes a long time to get there. It's 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 a real balancing act. We're moving artists all, you know, not all over the place, but there's a lot of move. This might work here. So this might need to move to a different day or a different slot. I don't know if that answers your question, but th th to me, that kind of speaks to that you know, keeping the, that thread going from the headliner on down. And, and we very much book that way. It doesn't, it doesn't. Cause what I'm, I'm, I guess the point of mine is you seem to hit it this year, especially, was it just good luck? I mean, you know, what happened this year that made it seem so, I mean, that's what we talked about this morning I think Ben and at Consequence, y'all have been talking about it, right? Seemed to hit it, right? Hit, whole... You hit the lick, right? What happened this year? I wrote a whole essay about it. That was my morning. I wrote 1,200 <laughs> words about how this feels like it just hit the lick, right? Yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, well, because, uh, you know, the, you know, look, we're very targeted in our selections. I think, I think for the most part, um, you know, those targets came through and, and were available and we were, we were able to get it done in, in the way that we needed to. Um, so it's very calculated. It's very targeted. But at the end of the day, you know, the artists have to be available or in a lot of times on cycle or in the right moment, uh, not on tour or whatever. Um, and, um, you know, just uh, everything kind of came together this year in a good way for us. And, and again, that, that's the goal every year. Right. And we, we, 
we try to get that balance and, and, and book those lanes and get, you know, get that mix that you're talking about, Barry. Like we try to nail it every year and uh, feels, uh, feels like we did a pretty good job this year. You did do a, do a good job. One piece of the puzzle that's still missing, though, is the Super Jam. Uh, affectionately just on the poster as Super Jam. <laughs> yep. um, so, I, you know, <laughs> the, um, the really dumb guy in me is going to ask a really smart question. <laughs> is the host of the Super Jam on the poster right now? Um, probably not. How about How that? How about that? Wow. Yeah. I think that's probably some breaking news, not. guys. Scoops! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, super jam super jam is very much a work in progress um as it sometimes is come a lineup announce um you know again um always try to have that host or 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 lead artist and theme ready but sometimes um it's not to the point where we're we're ready to announce it and and to be honest that it's exciting to have something else to look forward to in terms of an announcement um and um and yeah that, that that'll be a fun one once we've uh, got the details ready is there, it's a good is way there, to expand the calendar that's true is there ever any thought to going cory smith cory smith's appreciative of my continued uh, marketing <laughs> yeah. is there i mean i understand the marketing is there ever any thought of going back because i remember when i first was going there there was no super jam and super jam go see what it is uh is yeah. there ever any thought yeah. of going back to just putting it on the schedule maybe i mean i think that um i think if we've got you know if we've got an artist curator or a lead lead act that's really pulling it all together sure and look it takes a lot of work like we you know mm -hmm. for for an artist to sign up for the super jam at bonnaroo it is um you know they're very involved in the process um you know it, it's always been the case year over year and and these artists really put a lot of time and energy into that. And I think they, they deserve the recognition of being announced as the ringleader of whatever that moment is going to be at Bonnaroo. And what could be fun to save Ben is more of the special guests, mm -hmm. the, 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 those that you might not know are going to jump on stage with, you know, that artist or that band. And, and, and that's the fun stuff that, that sure. we can sometimes save or, maybe leak near leak near the time you know sp speaking of speaking of special guests look i i think that the foo fighter show is going to be so interesting mainly we talked about it today or early this morning when lineup came out was it's going to be the last show of the weekend and knowing their history of wanting to break their own you know uh supersonic speed records of show lengths uh it could be a four and a half five hour show with however many special guests showing up do you guys know or have a pretty good impression of how many or what kind of guests are going to be joining on stage during insert show here that you've booked? Um, most of the time it'll come together closer to the performance date. Um, you know, some there will be a uh, mention um, in the booking process of um, wouldn't this be fun or this could be possible or, Oh, this other artist is on the build. Maybe that could be something. Um, but a lot of times it's a little more, um, you know, of the moment where it's like all of a sudden the week of the show, this is happening. You know, I, because just, let me, I'm yeah. just making sure I'm just making sure because in 2024, when Miley Cyrus is booked, there might be a Dolly <laughs> Parton guest spot. Let me, Thank you. let me let me jump that, on that. That was that was you. That was your quote, not mine. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. But I did notice you nod gently. <laughs> Let me jump on that because I think we asked this sort of uh, at one point, Brad, in our show, we mentioned how the Bonnaroo schedule was so much it was open. You never knew, you know, you might have a four hour My Morning Jacket set. Right. And then the last couple of years, we noticed there were 87 minutes and we asked Brian, I think we asked you specifically, you know, was that you guys or was that the band? And I think you said that was the band. Um, coming out of this pandemic and everything, is that changed? Like, for example, we noticed Foo Fighters and Umphreys are on the same day. I mean, Umphreys is known for their long sets. You know, uh, Brad pointed out Foo Fighters could go, they could go till Tuesday. Till Tuesday, yeah. You know, seriously. <laughs> is I'll that still be there. 
and and yeah, and Russ will still be there with PBR a plenty. Um, is that something that is with you guys, or is that on the band, or is it even talked about, or is that just a fan thing we're wishing and hoping and dreaming, or you know how does that work? Yeah, so you know, first of all, at Bonnaroo, we always say we want to do we want the artists to do their full show, you know, so you know, schedule permitting sometimes, you know, you know, the earlier sets in the day obviously can't be two hours long. Um, we won't get the show in, but for bands like Umphreys and Foo Fighters and others on the schedule, um, we're very much leaving it up to the artists to tell us their desired set length or, or performance length. And uh, we, as a festival, uh, with very few exceptions, we'll do everything we can to honor that. Well, that leads, that's a very good lead into a question. How long then do you expect as a fan of both bands, a My Morning Jacket or, and or Foo Fighters set to be? <laughs> well, I'll take the Foos first because they're notorious for playing, you know, uh -huh. two and a half hour, three hour shows. Um, you know, I, I, I would be surprised if that weren't the case, you know, for, for Bonnaroo. Um, mm, nice. And then, uh, and then the jacket, um, I'll, I'll, I will, I will plead the fifth on that because if I, if I comment on their set length, it might reveal, um, where they are. And I think we'll leave that for another day. That's well, that's you don't have to, you don't have to say it, but <laughs> I, I think here's what I, here's what, here's what I'm going to say is, is a guy that doesn't know much. Uh, my bet is that you find my morning jacket doing a what stage show um, late at night for hours upon hours. But that's me speaking again, uh, idiot on a podcast. So um, I should bring a blanket well, and, only, and a pillow. We've, we've <laughs> got other questions, too, uh, we have to get to. Oh, I'm gonna if, I'm gonna you, have to. If you're ready. All right, I'm going to have to play quarterback because I don't think that Brian can hear tacos. So let's give it, give it a go. Yeah, I, okay. can't, I can't hear anybody but you. Okay. Oh, sorry. Next question. What would it take for Rue to have a Latin headliner or okay, artist well, in general? All right. So this is based on what happened with Coachella today, I'm sure. But uh, what's the likelihood of a Latin headliner in the future? What would it take? That's a great question. Uh, I think it's um, it's something that we definitely you know w would look at in the future. No question. Um, um, you know, I can't can't say for certain when that would be, but but obviously. You know, if the right artist is is somebody that's a good fit for Bonnaroo, we wouldn't hesitate. How much? Uh, let me, uh, let me how jump much on the that. schedules me... actually? Well, hang on one second. Well, how much is this? <laughs> speaking of the my morning jacket thing, how much is the schedules actually done? Done all of it? Um, yeah. Look, I mean, the you know when we when we have a when we have a confirmed lineup ready to go, the schedules ostensibly done. Got it. Um, okay. there will be a lot of tweaks to that, and there could be some you know, inevitable, I've got to move to this day or, um, wait, what day did you have me on? I can't do that anymore. There, there's a little bit of that happening, but I think for the most okay. part, the, I mean, the schedule's pretty much where it's going to be and, and we're, uh, we'll get that out in due time. How Sorry much of that, that Barry. yeah. How much of that going back, Brian, and, uh, and it, it gets to the lanes a little bit. And I mean, it, it is a good question, but how much of that is we don't have a female head, we don't have a Latin head, we don't have a headliner, you know, you guys have to book the best available that works in the lanes, right? And I think that's a, that's a little bit of part that gets lost sometimes when people like me want to talk to you about it, you know, how come this or how come that, you know, um, uh, how talk, talk about that just for just a minute. How does that work? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a fair question. Um, you know, I think a lot of times maybe what gets lost or is a little misunderstood is if you see something that's not uh, represented, it, it doesn't mean that um, it isn't something that we were going for at one point or another, right? Um, you know, again, our, our job is to put together the best lineup possible based on the artists that are available to us um, in any given year on our specific weekend. Um, so um, we're always mindful of, um, you know, we want to be as diverse as possible. We want to showcase as many different genres as we can. And, um, you know, again, the, this is the mix of artists that 
we felt was right for Bonnaroo in 23. And, and so that, that's, uh, that's the product that's manifested there. Well, uh, for look, you've been so gracious with your time. You you knocked it out of the park today. I'm sure you're getting a lot of uh, congratulatory texts. Uh, just wrap up with a couple of things, and we'll let you go. Um, how much of 2024 is booked? Uh, zero. Really? Okay. Wow. Zero. How that close doesn't mean are we're you? Not, that doesn't how mean close we're not are you? working on it, though. I know. I got that. But how much? How close are you on say? You know, an outline of a, a structure of headliners. Uh, we've definitely got a lot of ideas. There's, a, there's definitely a structure there, but, um, you know, I think today is, uh, today is all about celebrating, uh, celebrating 23. Well, the, well, the reason I ask yeah, is because, yeah. because when we were last together, which by the way, the last time we were together, we were celebrating the 2020 lineup that never actually right. happened, but you had Rest said at the time you were talking at that moment, you're like, we're pretty set on next year already, you know? And yeah. like we've, we're all down the road with a lot of these things and who yeah. would have thought we never actually would ever get there. Um, because, because Coachella and Boston calling came out today. If you could steal one act from each, which one would you steal? What artist Ooh. would you steal? That's Ooh. a good question. Oh, remind me of, uh, remind me of Boston's top six. Uh, well, the very, Boston's Boston's Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce, Boston's uh, Foo Fighters, <laughs> Foo Fighters, Paramore, who you have, yep, we share, yep. Stone Age, Alanis yeah, yeah, Morissette, yeah, yep. Alanis Morissette, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, of that one, I would steal Queens. Wow, look at nice. you because of the Foo Fighters connection. Yeah, sure. Good uh, um, any, then, anything from Coachella? Coachella? Yeah. Um, try. I, I'm trying to look at the poster. I don't know the. Um, the young techno fan oh, in me would love the would love the Kims or Underworld. How about that? Underworld, very Underworld. nice. I did Acid in twenty twenty. That'd be great. <laughs> um, all right. So, the uh, what artists that you booked that you're most excited about? Wow. Um, let me take a look. Um, there's so many, y'all. I mean. I don't know. Noah Kahan, I think, is one that. Oh, um, you know what? Stop right there. Why? Yeah, why okay. is no? All why right. is Noah Kahan so high? Because this was in a, in a music meeting today in my company. We talked about yeah. Noah Kahan and, and and we talked about um, our love of him as a format, etc. But yep. I was surprised, even as a guy that plays him for a living, how high he was on the poster. Um, he put out he put out a massive record and blew out a tour and is exploding as we speak. So yeah. the that, sales that, are out of control. The, the sales are yeah. out of control. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Noah Kahan, who else? Yeah, do you have a question, Ben? Yeah, how oh, many? How many? Oh yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna tag on somebody that I'm excited for to in wondering why they are where there is Dire Planet. Them coming back. Nashville Zone. Nashville Zone. We like consequence was so excited about that. Uh, love those guys. Love them. I love Diary Planet. It's yeah. Uh, I feel like they could have been on any like main weekend day, just scheduling that they're on a Thursday. Um, you know, we just felt like you know, uh, national band getting back together. Um, the energy their show brings. What what better night to put them on than than to kick off the festival on Thursday night. Fair. Yeah, there sorry, is a I lot your your lineup your your question, Brad. But that Thursday that's okay. Is pretty pretty stellar. For Brian, Thursday. there's a lot of Nashville love on the festival this year on the poster this year. Yeah, man. Any, any, uh, anybody else other than Noah you're excited about? Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, there's, I mean, I could, you know, I mean, obviously, the the, you know, the it, artist, the artist. Come the, on, just the artist. One. Wow, yeah, the one, um, the show that you have to go to. You can't miss Brian Benson. So, pick of the year. So tough. I mean, whether you. I hate I hate to I hate to necessarily choose a headliner, but Kendrick was the best show I saw last year, and I think that wow. he, him okay. him him being out there on the Friday is going to be pretty amazing. Well, that that's all I have, um, but I do have one request. I actually have two requests before we go. First, I just now learned from Becca that this what you're wearing, this jacket that I've been obsessed of uh, with, is a Bonnaroo's merchandise. It's 2023 <laughs> merchandise. Bonnaroo bomber that, right here. That Got uh, today. In the chat, I'll send you my address so one can be slipped. <laughs> yeah, I need that. I need that. Yeah, well, uh, I'll take consider one. Consider it done. But our final request can be a little bit more difficult for you to uh, make happen. There's an artist on the uh, lineup uh, named Baby Keen. 
Yes. Baby Keem is uh, obviously uh, may or may not be a baby, but upon with us tonight, I'll be the a, judge of that. Is a baby expert. Lord Taco knows how to identify babies. Now you present him a baby, he'll be able to tell you whether or not it is a baby or not a baby. So what we're yeah. hoping is that when Baby Keem, before Baby Keem steps out onto the stage, we're hoping to have Lord Taco's head on the screen saying yes, it is or is not a baby. Can we make it happen? <laughs> we need a, that look on your we'll face says, I can tell you you're send impressed. Me, send me some yeah. images. We'll see what we can do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a thumbs up. Listen. Yeah, Here's Brian was like, uh, this yeah. is for real? Yes. Yeah. I just I spent an hour a, with this a, I booked a festival lineup. I booked a festival lineup, <laughs> yeah. and now they're asking me about babies. Now he's doing yeah. what? That's all, that's you, all I got. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate we your support, guys. We, we we really appreciate it, and uh, thanks for everything you, you guys do for Bonnaroo. And, um, yeah, it's 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 a great day, and uh, we're really excited to get this thing out there. I hope everybody's happy. Well, Man, we love it. We love it so much. We we love this festival. We love this uh, lifestyle. We love everything that the 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 festival stands for. Uh, and we're glad that you guys still to this day put so much time and care and consideration into it. No matter what your musical tastes are, no matter what lineup does it for you or doesn't do it for you, uh, as Ken Weinstein said, and we will forever be indebted to him for it. It's never not great. Never, never mind your musical taste. It's never not great. And uh, you're a big part of it. So thank you for uh, spending some time with us today, Brian. Appreciate it, yeah. guys. Thanks for having Thanks me on. Thanks for your time, Thanks, buddy. man. Cheers, Thanks buddy. for your time. Thank you. What, which, this, that, or the other? From Bonnaroo to Coachella, traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky. That's where we come in with high fives for everyone. The What Podcast with Brad, Barry, Lord Taco, dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene. Brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in Brooklyn, where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami. Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born. Lord Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at thewhatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies, loves blue-haired moms, PBR, and his beautiful Volkswagen bus. We all fell in love with the Bonnaroo Festival years ago, not only because of the amazing bands that play there every year, but also because of the incredible community spirit that has developed around it. Radiate positivity. And we really like talking about the inside baseball stuff when it comes to putting on a huge music festival. So join us. You can hear the What Podcast on the Consequence Podcast Network or anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Yeah, I got to get in on that merchandise, my man. That is uh, yeah, good yeah, looking. Know what, the, yeah. what do you think, Ben? That is good looking. I mean, what do you think? That's crazy, right? <laughs> what? The, the merch or the... Yeah, the no, just the everything. Yeah. How it works. I mean, this yeah, is... Yeah, I mean, you know, it's crazy how, how cool under pressure somebody like that has to be and just how um, kind of constantly confident in what they're doing Every... he, he seems and he... he Especially when you have criticism from literally every corner yeah. of a musical planet. Yeah. Let me put it You're this way. It face to face I, on something like this. Let me, I mean, I've been doing this. I've been doing this job 35 years. Everybody thinks they know how to put together a festival. Everybody thinks, here's my list. Just book these bands. Yeah, and look you, at my and, Spotify. It's yeah, here's my five. Here's my three. It's great. And this mm -hmm. is it. And they don't understand the complications and everything else and so um i i think they do a great job and for him to come on and talk to us about it is amazing so yeah. uh just really as cool. an aside uh russ do we have anybody in the waiting room because we had some uh guests that might or may not have uh actually we by. do yeah okay oh god it, it surprised uh, me yeah. surprised me on this one <laughs> oh, because you you're not gonna be surprised Oh, there, he oh, <laughs> there he is. Oh, my God. There he is. Oh, my God. May I introduce YouTube, the fine world of YouTube and the worldwide interwebs to the Mr. Positivity, the shining light on the hill, Mr. Brian Stone, a member of Camp Nut Butter. How are you, sir? Been to every hey, festival. Everyone. Hopefully you can hear me at least somewhat. You sound great. <laughs> what, what do you think? Uh, all right, so, Brian, what did you think of the festival? What did you think of the lineup this year? What was your initial impressions? I think it's really, really good. I mean, the first, I think it's it's layered right, really, really well. I'll talk to you next okay. time. Okay. Right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> All I can do is talk <laughs> into this thing. No. What are you excited about, man? 
I can't figure out what's going on in this room right now. Is what I can't figure out. That's yeah, sort of what we like. That's how we. That's how we want it. All right. So who did who did you like on the lineup? So your first impression. Foo Fighters absolutely want to uh, see on the farm. I've always wanted to. Uh, mm-hmm. My morning jackets, for all the reasons we already know, is is going to be fun. Um, it is nothing that jumps way off the page. It's just layered really well. And for me, I'm usually a get there early, and and leave early set up this is stacked towards saturday and sunday for me so this is get there whenever the hell i feel like it and then leave on monday it's, it's probably how that's going to work sunday saturday and sunday are fantastic are Sundays. you a Foo fighters fan though i don't think i never don't think i knew that about you oh yeah 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 i mean okay the, oh you yes like the aas no. too <laughs> uh they're i mean i love them but they're greatest hits i never want to hear again it's that kind of band so i don't see them a lot because it's kind of the same thing Mm-hmm. A lot of times, but I, okay. I think they'll be doing something pretty exciting for for Bonner to talk about. Yeah, and I think that we're gonna like I, we mentioned it this morning, Barry. But I, I think that uh, of of all the bands that we were talking about for Bonner this year, the Foo Fighters seem to be the one that we're all skipping over. And I and I don't really want to lose this perspective. This show is going to be endless. It is going to be four or five hours. And you don't know who's going to show up, and I yeah. just have this sneaking suspicion it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be one of those that you know Ben's writing about the next day is like this is the show you have to be at. I, I want to ask the, the, the minute after. I want to yeah. ask Ben and yeah. and Brian because I I you you said that this is the band we're skipping over, and I understand what you're saying because I've been doing it too, but to me this is the band that's the glue. This is the band that that holds this lineup it moves it above Mm -hmm. i think it's a really solid lineup but the foo fighters are the ones that sort of put it even though they're on everybody else's lineup apparently but this was the one that seems to sort of that's the not miss right well hang Uh, on a second before you say that remind me when the foo fighters were in 2021 were they on friday or sunday because there's something specific. Not Sunday. Okay, there's two things specifically about the Foo Fighters show that, that I, I can't seem to shake. Uh, and this is just not even as a huge Foo Fighters fan, but one, uh, they are playing the final set of the weekend. The final set. At and, Bonnaroo. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's at Bonnaroo, which we all know shows are just different. My thing is, if it was a Friday night show, it would just be another Foo Fighters, a great Foo Fighters show. Maybe. The fact that it's a Sunday show means that it, it, okay. like the possibilities Fair. of this could be absolutely endless. Fair. Yeah, I'm with you on that. The, the idea that, for me, Barry, the thing that I think helps them be that glue is in talking about how this is like a really classically constructed Bonnaroo lineup, they do... In a, unique way occupy the legacy and the rock headliner um kind of statue all in one band um i'm glad you said that because that was actually one of the questions was where is the legacy classic yeah, rock band that's and, and that, i think that's, that's foo fighters yeah it's foo fighters we're all older now folks foo fighters is the legacy band um yeah you know it's not it's not bruce Springsteen. it's not billy joel it's not cb nicks it's it's a different tier of legacy but especially at this point in their career and considering everything that's happened I don't think they're anything else beyond like I mean they also are one of the greatest rock bands. Uh, yeah, we've made playing, we've, but we've made the point that Dave Grohl is the is probably the the coolest, you know, guy representing rock and roll these had, days, had, right? Had I mean since to, Tom Petty had, died and you know, yeah, I mean, who else is the, doing it, right? Had a chance to interview him um around the the that the horror movie they did Studio 666 uh and he's he's exactly who you want him to be. Uh, and that just makes him the the perfect kind of uh, representative for rock music right now. And yeah, yeah and that's what. It, yeah, what and, you, and if, I know. I know he gets a he gets a bum rap, but like Jack White and 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 Dave Grohl, those are our ambassadors of the the genre right mm-hmm. now. You know, those are the guys that are you know carrying the torch of rock music, like them or dislike them. Uh, they're our most accessible. Well, not Jack White, but but. <laughs> Dave Grohl is our most accessible guy, right? He's the one that we put out there every time we need rock guy to show up, you know? He gets it's the Beatles. There's a reason. Yeah, he gets the Beatles. He gets Jack White. I mean, he's the link. That's the that's yeah. the thing, and, you know? And to, to what Brad's saying about him being, about Foo Fighters being that Sunday night closer, 
given everything that's going on at the band and giving who Dave is, yeah, that really sets that show up to be something truly unique. Even in a, a season where they seem to be headlining everywhere, yeah. um, there's there's potential here for this to be something like, it's going to be an emotional set anyway, just because they're performing without Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, but whoever they get to sit in there and whatever that ends up being, it's going to be an emotional set. And then you cap this festival off with that. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a knockout. I agree. So the other thing I wanted to mention, and, and I know that Brian was not going to, and I understand why, but uh, I am putting all the money I have, and this is not something that I know because of a source or whatever, but I'm, it's just informed speculation. I am putting all the money I have on uh, my morning jacket being uh, on the wet stage at about 12 o'clock and lasting till 2.30, 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, I think that's as sure of a bet as possible. I don't think they're on the witch stage anymore. I don't think they're doing the, I think they're on the main stage late at night, and it's going to be up against all of those late-night bands that you're going to have to say no to because the conflicts, it's going to be my morning jacket or everyone else. Yeah. It's going to be um, my morning jacket or corn. Those guys, they're going to be occupying. I was going to say, when are we going to discuss corn here? When are we going to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> Can't well, wait. I didn't know you were a big corn guy, so take the floor is yours, Captain Corn. Oh, I'm not, but I mean, I grew up with them and a bunch of friends that loved them. I've seen them once before 25 years ago. I just think it's going to be a fascinating set. I mean, they've got five or six songs that are pretty good and pretty recognizable, and they're, they're pretty raucous, or at least they used to be a pretty raucous band. So I'd love, I'm just fascinated to see how that works out. And then also the Pixies. Thank I you. mean, just for their legacy purposes, you know, I've never seen Pixies. I don't know if it's a full band. Um, sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. But either way, it's just a can't miss for me. Well, let me ask you, because you're... I heard you comment earlier a couple of days ago, Brian, that this, you know, lineup, you were going to go because you've been every year. And so if for no other reason you were going to keep the street going and you weren't sure what the lineup might look like that would draw you back. Is this the lineup well, I, that I, will draw you back? The yeah. answer is yes. And I think what you were referring to is when I, I, I think I would say my excitement level is just down. And I think that's just because I'm middle-aged. Your, but, your excitement um, level is down about everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. everything. But, when has it ever been today, up? I mean, look at today your hairline. Changed, in itself, it's not exciting. Today, today changed that a little bit, though. That's I have question. been, you know, I've got my... I've got my board highlighted and, you know, going uh, through it and doing all the stuff I used to do. I just, it wasn't like Christmas Eve last night like it used to be. This kind of brought it back out of me. So I, I'm, nice. I'm That's my spent question. most of the day thinking about it. That's my question. Good. Guys, thank you so much. It's been a, uh, it's been a fantastic day, a fun day. This, this is great. Guys. This is really Love great. Consequence Podcast Network. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.